Hey, welcome to the C3 Auckland podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, head to c3church.org.nz. We hope you enjoy this message. So, okay, uh, this morning I was talking about stress and anxiety, and at the end of the service, we are going to pray for all of these things, for, for discouragement, turning into encouragement, um, for stress, anxiety, fear, unforgiveness, all these things. Um, but in Auckland City, a great um, moment of stress and anxiety, probably not for the younger people because they don't do this, but uh, if you have the responsibility of an Auckland City rubbish bin, um, when you miss rubbish collection, it's quite stressful. I've got one of my sons is responsible for putting out the bins, and yeah, I know, that, that's stressful, that's stressful, <laughs> it's stressful, because um, if you miss it, you've got this full bin full of rubbish that's just sitting there for a whole week, and um, so I've got tactics, and I had to do it the other week, where you just, you just march it across, you know, like you, you hear the truck coming, and you know the bin's not out, or you've got a good feeling that it's not out, and so you just, I just take it across the street. But I saw a guy the other day that actually took his bin in his car to our street, like he'd missed his one. He just drove his bin, and I'm like, you're the man, like, that is awesome. <laughs> that is, that's what you do. That's what you do. If you've missed the bin, um, just stick it in your car and drive around and find the truck, you know, and just <laughs> drive it about a block in front of the truck, and it's all good. Um, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> you know, our spiritual life is a little bit like trying to get your bins out um, <laughs> for rubbish collection. Uh, if you don't get it out, you, you just got a stinky old bin. Uh, sticking around and some people leave that bin sitting there for a long long time and you know if we if we don't put out the trash we we just end up with a with a collection of stuff we don't need in our lives just thank you disappointment unforgiveness hurts doubts fears anxiety stress and it just kind of builds up into this toxic soup that you really don't want in your life and doesn't matter how real God is if you've got all this stuff uh, in your bin uh, it's 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 terrible. So let's be motivated to uh, get our rubbish collected. And I feel like this this month is like uh, Holy Spirit Kingdom rubbish collection season. All right, come on. So put out the trash, man. Inorganic rubbish collection of a spiritual kind. That's what's happening. Okay, Joshua one and verse six says. Let's put some scripture in here. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Come on, I want you to turn to somebody tonight and say, do not be discouraged. Okay. Now that you've done it the religious way, get passionate now. Say to somebody, come on, do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Okay, so here it is. Joshua, Joshua was seriously discouraged. This is what was happening. He just had his leader and mentor, almost like his father, died. 
And, and God was very unceremonious because he just said, Moses, literally the scripture says, Moses has died. Now you. <laughs> you know, just hang out for a while. And he, no, he said, you, just gather the people and go across. I mean, they hadn't gone across for the 40 years that Moses, the guru, the great redeemer, had been leading them. Now this great leader had died. And God says, yeah, Moses, uh, Joshua, you take them across. You take them across into the promised land. He just received the biggest challenge of his life. Not only to be the leader of, of three million people, but to cross the Jordan and to take the land of Canaan, the land of promise. And this was God's encouragement to Joshua. He said, have I not commanded you? And God is reminding Joshua and us that following God's commands is where our success lies. Let's remember, if we want to be successful in life, it's not your crazy little pyramid scheme that you <laughs> found on the internet or <laughs> dreamed up in the middle of the night. Um, you know, God will give us some great ideas, but it's actually just following His commands following the way of the Lord that's going to cause you to come to success. Why do we have to always do it our way? Why do we have to always learn the hard way? Come on, I'm sure we've got some people here tonight that you just always have to seem to learn it the hard way. Come on, who, who's, who are those people here tonight? Yeah, there's a few honest people. Yeah. Come on, let's make a change. I, I've learned a few things the hard way. It's not the great way to learn things. You really remember it. But God doesn't want that for you. He wants you to just follow his commands and start to find success in your life. Job 22 and verse 21 says, Submit to the Lord and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. And I know in church, prosperity is almost like a Christian swear word, but it's actually good. You know, if you look it up, there's nothing bad about it. People have maybe given it a bad rap, but it's actually God's blessing to you. It's just God's promise. It's God's hand upon your life to prosper you. It's a good thing. Don't be afraid of prospering in life. God wants people to prosper all, all over society. You know, we need a whole lot of God's people to prosper in society so that the salt and light will work its way out into all facets of society. God's blessing is upon our obedience. And we often want God's blessing without obedience. Because who really likes obedience? It's so annoying. But as you obey God, you're going to find yourself not having to learn the hard way and encountering His blessing upon your life. Such an amazing thing. Freedom... Is, is taken hold through our obedience. Even just in, in just a few minutes in the service, 12 in fact, uh, come, coming to the front, I, I'll be obedient if you will. I'll finish on time if you, uh, and I always am because I've got such an encouraging team here uh, <laughs> that lift, lift us up and finishing and Jacob's going to come and play the finishing music. Um, but, you know, just even the act of obedience of coming and saying, Lord, you know, 
I want freedom. I believe that you're the God of freedom, that you're the God that can overcome any situation. Okay, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. So strong, the, the thought is here that you are, just like Joshua, stronger than you think you are. God said it multiple times to Joshua and multiple times through Scripture is this sentence echoed. Be strong and courageous. God is reminding people that they are stronger than they think they are. You are stronger than you think you are. There's more inside of you than uh, right now you can, you can fully understand. You know, give me an amen if you believe that here tonight. There's about 30 people Yeah, Come on, come on. Who feels like they're stronger than, than they've given themselves credit for tonight? Come on, thank God for, for your strength. You're strong in God. We need to build up our strength. Strong and courageous. The church would not be here without, without courageous people. I'm telling you what, we didn't get to $734,000. That, that, that is so impressive. Uh, by a few people just dropping a few coins, a few noisy coins in the bucket. You know, we, we might have been, that, that might have been rise and build over 35 years. Uh, if that had happened, but some courageous people, you, have said, God, you know, we've got a lot going on in our lives, but we want to build your kingdom. We want to see your kingdom established, and that is courage. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. And courage overcomes discouragement. To be discouraged, you've, you've sort of lost that courage that you had. And courage is necessary, a necessary attitude to be a Christian. To do something big for God, you need courage. And every single one of you, can I say this tonight, has been created for something big in God. God does not do small. If you're doing a small thing, if you're living a small life, uh, that's not from God. You know, stop it immediately. <laughs> Repent. <laughs> God, God doesn't even have a section called small. He, he only does big. And you, you sort of get God's attention when, the, when there's a bigness of spirit, you know, to, to worship like we worship tonight. It was a beautiful worship time. It really was really special. Um, it gets God's attention because there's a bigness of spirit in that cry to God when people stand on the altar and give their lives to Christ when they come and Say, God, I, I believe that you're the God of healing, that you're, you're, you're the overcoming God, and I want freedom to know. It's a bigness of spirit when you got dreams on the inside, when you believe for big things in God, when you believe that we can extend the kingdom and take ground in this nation and other nations. It's a bigness of spirit, and God is, is, is wanting to raise up inside of us a, a courageous spirit. Psalm 27 and verse 14 says, Be of good courage. And uh, speaking of courage, I was in, I was in uh, Cornwall Park the other day. I was just uh, preparing for this message, and I was, it's, it's actually a great place to pray and just wait on God. I was just, just, just praying and, and doing some message work. And then all of a sudden, you know, I was sort of in the God zone, and then I kind of heard this trumpet. <laughs> I was like, is this, is this some sort of, uh, <laughs> is this like heaven or something? <laughs> And then actually what it was was just a lady that brought her trumpet to Cornwall Park. 
And I thought, I got to go check this out because it actually sounded quite amazing. You know, I'm just there, just waiting on God, just praying. And then this like trumpet, it was like this sort of military call to arms or something. And I was, I was rising up, I was rising up. Uh, <laughs> I thought, I got to go find this trumpet. Like, what's happening? <laughs> and actually, what had happened was just this lady brought her trumpet to Cornwall Park and had a music stand and some music. It was just playing trumpet. And I was like, that is courageous. <laughs> It was pretty courageous, and uh, I, was, I was into it, and she was there for about an hour and a half. So, you know, if you want, <laughs> if you want this amazing prayer time with sort of spiritual trumpet and uh, just Cornwall Park on a Friday afternoon is amazing, and uh, she was there. So, you know, God is wanting to stir up in us this, this courage. If the enemy can steal your courage, he, he will steal your call and purpose in God. And what are we? We've got to ask ourselves, guys, what are we without the call of God? We're just another drifter. Just, just bumping through life, doing our own thing. You know, I, I meet people sometimes, even Christians. It's, it's, it's okay these days to say, I'm just doing my own thing. Talk to people, say, oh, yeah, what are, what are you up to? Oh, yeah, I'm just doing my own thing. I was like, wow, <laughs> that used to be not a good thing. You know, I'm following God. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing the commands of the Lord. I'm, in, I'm following the call of God. But today, it's just cool to be like, yeah, I'm just doing my own thing. But, you know, without the call of God, that's where we end up, just doing our own thing. And without trying to, we live below God's beautiful high call. There's a high call of God upon your life. And it's, it's beautiful and it's incredible. And uh, as we rise to it, lifts us it builds courage and we do some things with our life that we never thought was was possible and our church is part of that you know running running services every week in the nation of Cambodia is just it just gives me such a great buzz to be part of that they're doing today like today uh rise and build Sunday like they've just finished and they're raising money for bricks bricks for their building I said we'll we'll put in the steel and the foundations if you guys raise the money for the bricks. You know, we're partnering with another nation this weekend to build the house of God like amazing. Uh, the scripture says, do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. Don't be terrified by the big task in front of you. God is, is, is encouraging you for his purpose and uh, all that he's created you for. Do not let discouragement take a hold of you. It steals people's faith. I, I believe this will be the number one issue that takes out Christians and leaders is discouragement. A discouraged person is a defeated person. And, and you can fight it off. Even right here tonight, you can, you can fight it off. I want you in a moment to, to fight. We're singing it before. This is how we fight our battles. We fight our battles in an atmosphere of God's presence, you know, rising up above the the hurts and the wounds and the obstacles and the defeats that we've had to say, God, I'm still here. I'm still here. And I, and I still believe it says, do not be terrified and do not be discouraged for the Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. The reason to not be discouraged is because God will be with you. It doesn't matter what your opposition is when you know that God is with you. And I want to encourage us here tonight to stop focusing on the opposition that you face and start focusing on the one who is on your side. 
Because that's how you're going to get through. Psalm 18 verse 28 says, You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against the troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. And Joshua does this in his life. He responds to this great call of God with faith and with courage. In Joshua 1 and verse 10, it says, So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. And, and you know, I haven't got time to do this, but he saw one of the great miracles in the Bible uh, as they walked across the Jordan River. The, the Bible said it was in flood, you know, typical. Just when you go and try and do something big, it's even harder than uh, it normally is. And yet he, they walked into this Jordan River and the Bible says that, that the water parted, the sea parted in front of them. And, you know, I want to ask you to, tonight if you can respond in faith and courage, just like Joshua, to the challenges that face, face you here today. And just before we pray in these closing moments, I want to give you a few keys to help defeat discouragement, to help overcome the discouragement. And these things are going to really help you if you put them into practice. Number one is this. Don't do anything stupid when you're discouraged. <laughs> one of the reasons leaders fall is they just do dumb things when they're discouraged. Like just keep yourself away from any dangerous things. Just get around happy people. Don't quit. Don't start. Don't stop serving. Don't pull out of church. Don't pull out of your marriage, don't pull out of anything. You know, if I had acted quickly numerous times in my life when I was feeling discouraged, uh, I wouldn't be here today. Don't throw it all away. Hold your tongue. Hold your actions. Number two, don't play the blame game. It's not God's fault. Why, why does everyone blame God for things that go wrong in their lives? I've learned as a pastor that we create 80% of our own problems. <laughs> Who's with me? About 17 people, yeah. <laughs> we, we create at least 80, probably uh, other people just around us that weren't even thinking, just did something, cut in front, you know. 1% just random. God's for us. Don't blame God. Just see it for what it is. It's just disappointing. Forgive the people that you've blamed, especially God. You know, tonight you could do that. God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Lord. But bottom line, you gave something a go. You got out there. You tried. That's to be applauded. Number three, don't stay in discouragement. You got to keep moving. I give myself like half a day. Half a day. I sort of wallow. You know, play some emo music and just... Because <laughs> you're human. But if you stay in that place, you'll lose your motivation. You'll pick up a toxic spirit. Just got to get up. Get up, man. Rise up. Keep moving. Number four, let God lift you. Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Go to God. 
Go to God every time, every time. He's going to lift you up. He's such a good father. Number five, get back on the horse. <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, especially if you fell off a horse. Uh, <laughs> come on, have, have an overcoming spirit. The outcome won't be as bad as you think. Come back to your calling. Give it another go. I, I guarantee, I don't even know. It's not a prophetic word. I'm just saying this because I've been doing it a long time. I understand how it goes. There, there'd be like 40 people in this room that you've got a, like an amazing call of God that you just left at the foot of a fall. Just pick it up. Back on the horse. Number six, stir up faith. Faith, such a good feeling. Hebrews 11 verse one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith stirs you, builds you. It's like beautiful. Don't live your life on the feeling. Don't wait for the feeling. Oh, I'm waiting for the tingles in worship. That's, that's just rubbish. You get a few of those, but that's not where God is. God is in faithfulness. If you spend your life going around looking for the tingles, you, you'll be all over the place. Uh, but man, when you stir up faith in your life, uh, the feelings will follow that. The feelings will follow that. You know, tonight was an atmosphere of faith. Was, I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, number, number seven, in closing here, find your courage again. To fight off discouragement, you need to get encouraged again. Second Thessalonians 2 and verse 16. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement. God is like literally wanting to encourage you for eternity. He's got an, an eternity's worth of supernatural encouragement for your life. Who's kind of happy about that here tonight? He's not going to run out of encouragement. You could fall a hundred times and God is going to be there. With, I mean, He's going to be like, guys, can we learn something here? But He's He's encouraging. I, I talked to someone today in church. What I love about church. Somebody just come back in from, from a fall, from a moment, said, I'm, I'm back and I've, I've just done some stuff. I've done some work on it and I'm ready. And I was like, you're awesome. So good. Because God will encourage you. God will encourage you. And, and here it is. Get around encouraging people. Who's here and you've got the, the gift of encouragement? Give us a wave. You guys are literally lifesavers. You are lifesavers. Can we give all these people a great hand? Come on, a real hand for the encouragers. So good. Hey, you guys, literally, you're going to save lives. Can you just keep doing what you're doing? Because you are partnering with God and bring an eternal encouragement to people's lives. And here it is. Um, the kingdom is full of... <laughs> I could potentially break this pulpit at some point. That would be an exciting night. Maybe on the gospel night. All right. Oh, I'm not preaching, but anyway. Um, the kingdom is full of, of great comebacks. Like, like the greatest stories in the kingdom are comeback stories. Moses himself was lost in the wilderness for 40 years, frustrated, you know, discouraged, and yet he comes back as the great deliverer with this mighty voice of, of authority to say, let my people go. Peter, who denied Christ, how do you come back from that? He said to him, God, even if everybody else falls, 
I'm going to still be there. <laughs> Denied him three times. But he came back. Like, how awesome was that comeback? The first senior pastor of the church. Because, you know, like Jesus was saying, I want the leader of the church to understand what it's like to fall and to be able to come back. And Jesus himself crucified by the world. But his comeback was supernatural and changed everything for us. You know, the world, the devil thought that he was gone, that he was in the grave, that he was dead. But Jesus, come on, he rose again. He rose again. He rose again. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more about our church or to find out what's coming up, check out c3church.org.nz.